0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of I Read It So You Don't Have To. So in this episode, we're going to go through chapter four of the book, When the Air Force Flat. And this chapter is called Good Vibrations. Um, so let's get started. So Good Vibrations, the main idea of this chapter is they're talking about hysteria, which is a condition that's not in any medical books anymore. Um, it has been removed. Um, from any diseases and stuff, disease list, Um, but what hysteria was is basically uncontrollable or excessive or very excited emotions, Um, so a lot of, like, if you're really angry kind of thing, that's what hysteria is just really uncontrollable or exaggerated excitement and emotions, Um, so let's get started, so uh, hysteria, this word actually was derived from Greek, which had a meaning of wombs. So, historia was a main condition that women used to have or the medical community used to term the condition that women tend to have. Um, so, what happened was basically the condition is um, was said to be caused by an imbalance in the wombs of, of women. And basically saying that all the women that had historia are just really had uncontrollable emotions and were irritable or frustrated or easily of, of those sorts. Um, so in 1563, a Dutch physician called Peter Van Forest, he came up with a remedy for historia. Um, and basically what he said was he would ask a midwife to assist when symptoms indicated hysteria, And then that the midwife would massage the genitalia with one finger inside using oils um and this way the affected woman would be aroused to the paroxysm paroxysm at that time was basically orgasm and just a different term that they used but they didn't know what orgasm was so they just called it paroxysm um so yeah so the so the dutch physician would ask a midwife to come in and then to massage the genitalia of the hysteria affected woman and then until the woman is aroused and then it, they were said to, to be better and hysteria would, would be cured. Um, and also, this kind of simulation with the finger was actually recommended by Galen and Avicenna. So they both were physicians at that time and Galen was a pretty well-known a big name during during that time. Um, and also the Dutch physician Van Forrest also said that most of these treatments will be used on on widows and or people that live chast lives or female religiouses, Um And usually like young women public women, or married women are Are not given this treatment and they're just and their remedies are to have intercourse with their with their spouses Yeah, so basically what what it means is that if a woman gets a bit frustrated or irritable then or argumentative, then she'll have gen- genital stimulation, and then it will be better. Um Yeah, so during like the Victorian times, because this is the Victorian times, people didn't believe that woman was capable of orgasm, so never never assumed that. So actually, just basically the same as orgasm. So Victor Victorian doctors obviously advocated for gentle massage when women are prone to. Tiredness, shortness of breath, insomnia, or irritability, and or disagreeing with husband. Um, And once again, they all called it physician-assisted perioctism instead of orgasm because they didn't know at that time what it was. And which brought uh, the rise of many gynecological massage clinics, basically where... um, Hysteria affected women will go in and then they will receive treatment, and then they will reach paroxysm and then they'll get better and then leave. So obviously the supply and demand for, for this type of treatment was was huge because, well, everyone else didn't know that women could have organi- orgasms, but the women obviously knew, so they were inclined to go to, to get the treatment much more, um, which... Brought the first victims of repetitive strain injury, or RSI, um, basically, which is which means like sore fingers and and wrist. Um, the doctors got these obviously because they were doing so much of this treatment like every day, and then which caused their their arms or the muscles to not to not be as effective as before. So. Um, they, the doctors actually came up with a new type of treatment. So the Swiss the Swiss doctors came out with a solution, which was a handheld device that was spin clockwise and then kind of use the same motion, like kind of massage the giant area. But one of the major problems was that it kept running out of battery um, and the patients never reached paroxysm. So that didn't really work um and then the next um the the next plan that they did was hydropercussion so this basically means using water um kind of like a water hose and then spraying it at high pressure onto the clitoris or the gentile area so it'd be rapid and then and then paroxysm will be reached more intensely and more quickly obviously this was a pretty good pretty hit pretty good hit because it was quick much quicker and the doctors didn't have to injured their hands while doing it. Um, The man rose even more. But one of the things is the the cost for this was really high because they needed like a full room just to set this up. Um, So only like the wealthiest doctors and the wealthiest patients were able to use it because not everyone was able to set it up. Um, So that was one of the main issues where not everyone could be using hydro... Um, percussion so in 1868 dr george taylor from new york so he wasn't able to use hydro percussion so he decided to make a new device because he was relieving historia by hand and he wasn't even able to hold this golf golf club anymore so he came up with a new solution and this was like a treatment table that included a steam driven agitator that would just go pound back and forth um that had a rubber membrane on it and just go back and forth from the genitalia area um, it was obviously a big hit because it wasn't as expensive as the percusion and it didn't involve a lot of work so this kind of this kind of device kind of spread out but one of the things was um it was really loud so a lot of the patients didn't enjoy it as much they preferred more personal touch and it, it kind of felt that it wasn't in person, impersonal at all um, so the next came in 1880 when a British doctor uh, Joseph Mort- Mortimer Granville he designed and patented the very first handheld vibrator um, so basically everyone calls the Granville's hammer so it kind of resembles a hairdryer in, in a form um, but the but it has a rubber head and th- this rubber head could be switched out for different shapes of rubber head. And basically it's kind of the same deal. It's le- it's electric powered and then they would just hold it and then they'll massage the genitalia area. Um, obviously all the patients loved it. Doctors loved it. Um, and everyone was starting to use it, even though Granville himself never used it, but all of the, all of his patients and all the doctors said it was, it was a, um good device okay so then in 1902 um the u.s market basically took granville's hammer and made it look less industrial so instead of making it like all big like a hairdryer they made it smaller basically it was easy, much more easier to carry as well um so actually hamilton beach which was a uh, appliance company, they made the first vibrators. uh, And the vibrators actually, the fifth domestic appliances that that was electrified. So after like the fan, the kettle, and the toaster. And this was a great success. Um, There was Hamilton Beach actually were able to make many different kinds of vibrators. So there were cheap ones and then there were much more expensive ones. And the power range were all different. Some were able to have a hundred pulses and then a minute, and the others were able to have 8,000 pulses a minute. Um, So they kind of just called it the Chattanooga, which is like a standing device, um, which is like the general, general structure. Um, so they had a maneuver arm, which you can move, obviously, and then get in good position and stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's, that was like, that was, uh, the next device that came out. And obviously that was a big kid. Everyone was buying it because there was an expensive one. And then there was also a cheap one, which worked both, both nicely. Um... Yeah, so that was like kind of the the end of the development of the of vibrators um, Hamilton Beach came out of the Chattanooga which mo- Which basically ended all of the physician assisted paroxysm clinics because everyone was uh, Flocking towards the machine and self-derived paroxysm And doctors were all getting injured and stuff So they kind of just they were dying down and then by the 1920s, uh, medical masturbation has been seized. Um, so all the clinics closed down, and then all women precursors have now, are, or all women vibrators, are now handheld and like battery powered, and then are just basically can be, can be done in the ease of their home. Uh, and this is when the sex film dis- industry actually arose. So it also kind of render the reputability respectability of the vibrator just because the sex film industry were using a lot of it. And then in 1952, um, Hysteria was removed from official list of medical diseases and medical conditions and that became history. So yeah, so that's it for chapter four, Bad Vibrations. Um, this is kind of the history of how vibrators the first vibrators were made and how it continued to develop. And so we can see that it hasn't been too long ago where people were still like clueless about everything that we know now. It just proves that science has come a long way. And like this was only 1952 where history was removed. And that's not really that long ago. So it's less than a 100 years. So we can just see that how how fast and how rapid science has been moving to make our days better but yeah so that's it for today's episode if you guys enjoyed remember to follow the podcast and send me a message if you have any recommendations on how to make the podcast better or just anything in general um but yeah i hope you have a great day and i'll see you guys in the next episode